0: Welcome on in on a Monday edition of the show, catching up on a long weekend. Hope you guys are all doing well. Had a great weekend nonetheless. And we'll catch up on everything we know about BYU on today's podcast. Good news, BYU without playing a game last week has moved up in the national polls. How long might they stay there? We'll discuss that a little bit based on a question I got from one of our listeners. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU resuming preparations for their game against Troy this Saturday. Let you know a little bit of what I learned about Troy after watching their game against Middle Tennessee over the weekend. And we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bilt Bar. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as today's show rolls on. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 21st, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Let's start off with the good news today, and that is that BYU football is now ranked number 18 in the country in the latest Associated Press Top 25 poll that was released yesterday afternoon. This is the highest ranking for BYU since 2014, when they were ranked number 18 after a 4 0 start before that unfortunate injury for Taysom Hill derailed what would look like a promising season for the Cougars. So the good news is, is that BYU, despite being ranked 21st last week and having their game against Army postponed, and let's be honest, they weren't the only one. There were a bevy of games that were postponed due to COVID-19 related issues. But BYU actually, I think, got a lot of respect in the fact that they moved up three spots despite not playing a game. When BYU finally takes the field this coming Saturday night, 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN against the Troy Trojans, They will have not played a game for 19 days. How much rust might exist? Well, we'll have more on that probably on tomorrow's podcast after we talk with Kalani Satake and players during their weekly press conference, not their annual press conference, their weekly press conference, looking at Troy, but... I think the good news is is for BYU, they have moved up, and I think that's a good sign for them potentially staying in the rankings beyond just this week. There's a lot of fear that BYU, once the Big Ten uh, gets into the fray, and obviously they're going to start their season October 24th. The Pac-12 still has not decided what they're going to do quite yet, but uh, the... Big Ten, once they are able to be voted on in this poll, there was a lot of fear that BYU maybe get left out. And obviously, I think that's probably still a concern for BYU. But I think the fact that they moved up into the top 20 makes me think that they actually have a better opportunity at staying in the top 25 should they beat Troy. Obviously, you got to go out there and win this game. And Troy is going to be a team that's going to come in with plenty of offense. We'll talk a little bit more about them and their season opening win over Middle Tennessee here in just a little bit. But I think the positive news is we learned a little bit about where BYU is respected in the coaches poll yesterday, which was allowing votes for Big Ten teams right away. BYU was ranked number 22 in that poll. And despite Big Ten teams being able to get votes in that poll, the Cougars only fell one spot to number 23. So that makes me think if BYU, if they go out, let's say they win this game against Troy, uh, do it in pretty fine fashion, pretty much, I think, go out there and prove that the game against Navy was not a fluke for the Cougars. You can't go out and lose this game. You lose this game, well, you have every right to fall out of the national polls, in my opinion. But you go out and win this game against the Trojans, take care of business, you're 2-0. Then you're looking towards your game against Louisiana Tech, which actually might be one of your better teams on the schedule coming up. I could see BYU staying in the national polls. I don't see them staying at number 18 uh, unless they really go out and blow the doors off Troy. Let's say if they were to put another 50 spot on Troy and really limit the Trojans, maybe you see them stay in that uh, kind of that top 15, top 20 range. I more look at it that once the Big Ten teams re-enter the fray, I think BYU is going to end up probably in the 20 to 25 range. That's just my honest opinion. Uh, and that's, let me make that very clear, that it depends on BYU actually winning this game against Troy. I don't think that any game is a given for the Cougars. I think we all can agree on that. Under Kalani Satake's tenure, it's one of those things that they have lost games that seem like they should win outright, but they find a way to lose. I'm hopeful that those days are past them. I think this is an upperclassman-laden team to understand, you know what, we got to bring it every game, and hopefully they go after it. This marks the fourth time in Kalani Satake's tenure that the Cougars have been ranked nationally. For four weeks of his tenure, they've done so. Uh, Ten weeks overall as an independent, if I'm not mistaken, uh, being ranked during the decade that they have been an independent team. And it would be nice to see BYU have an extended run in the top 25 this year. I think it would really help them in terms of their prestige and really prove who they are. I know that 2020 is kind of an aberration. A lot of people looking at it as almost an afterthought, but... All you can do if you're BYU is go out and win the games. I know it's really easy to say. Doing it's a different story, but I really do like what BYU's got going for them. As I talked about on Friday, I really do feel like that there's just some hand-wringing going on with BYU despite that dominant, dominant performance against Ar- against Navy, not Army, excuse me. And the cool thing about Navy was it looked like in the first half of their game against Tulane that they were going to just fall apart like they did against BYU. But credit to the midshipmen, they found something in the second half and rallied to win that game. One of the biggest comebacks in their program history. And that's going to help BYU, I think, prove, you know what? We're a team. We're forced to be reckoned with. This week... Despite not playing for 19 days, all BYU can do is really focus on what they can control, and that is going out there and putting another good performance on the field when they do face off against the Trojans. I'm looking forward to this game. It was kind of a sucky weekend because I was looking forward to seeing BYU play Army, and the fact that that game got canceled just kind of gutted me in a way because you think about it, almost three weeks off now between games, It's just one of those things. You kind of get used to a rotation of every week. There's a new opponent for BYU on the schedule. And as it stands, they don't have that at this point. So, Looking forward to this coming Saturday. Everything I've heard with regards to the BYU football programs, they should resume full team workouts today, uh, barring some last minute uh, change. But I think everything has gotten under control with the COVID-19 situation. And here's hoping that they have no other disruptions in the lead up to this game. Any disruptions beyond this are going to make that game very dicey, I feel like, for the Cougars. So... I like the fact that BYU got the respect by moving up in the national polls despite not playing a game. I really do feel like the na- the national media understands that BYU, yeah, Navy did not hit during practice, but BYU just went and took it to them. And I think that's a sign of respect for the BYU football program that they were able to move up in those national polls despite not playing a game for the second weekend in a row, so I think it's good news for the Cougars. Looking forward to seeing how they do this coming Saturday. Looking forward to speaking with Kalani Satake as well as the players and coaches around the BYU football program about how this, um, what would you call it, an impromptu week off went for them. I know they had uh, smaller group workouts, but there's still plenty of work that was getting done. I'm sure they were installing uh, their plan for their game against Troy via Zoom, etc. But I think it's a good thing overall that BYU was on track to play this game. I know there were a lot of concerns that the season might go down the tank, but Everything I have heard over the weekend is that everything's kind of getting back on track for the Cougars. And here's hoping, fingers crossed, that going forward, there is not another disruption for BYU the rest of the season. I can't guarantee that. I don't think anybody can guarantee that. But the good news is, I think, for BYU is that they have handled things in the right way at every turn. No matter what it has been during uh, the off-season training programs, when they had to shut things down, they shut them down. They've quarantined guys. They've been testing guys three times a week. I know that BYU is trying to do things the right way and make sure that everything is handled appropriately. And I'm looking forward to seeing them finally hit the field again this coming Saturday. So everything's looking up. We have a number 18 team in the country in Provo and here's hoping they're 2-0 come Saturday night. We'll tell you a little bit more about what I learned about Troy watching their game against Middle Tennessee here in just a little bit. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. I've told you a lot about Built Bar over the past couple of weeks or actually past couple of months if not longer than that but they are the best tasting protein bars on the market, guys. And the best part is is the Built Bar which was already delicious has been redesigned, re-energized and they are back. You can go to Built Bar bar.com learn more about this company. What I love about Built Bars they have a flavor profile that fits everybody's palate. No matter what you like, you like chocolate flavors, you like fruit flavors, they've got it for you. Additionally, all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They legitimately taste like a candy bar. I mean that sincerely. They are the best tasting protein bars out there. One other thing to note about Built Bars is they are high protein, high fiber, but also low sha- low excuse me low low calories, low calories and low sugar. I tried to put together sugar and calories into the same word. Apologies for that. But guys, I mean this. This is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is the best way for you guys to get more protein into your diet, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. Right now, you go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get ten dollars off your next order. No matter how many times you guys may have ordered from Built Bar, you can get ten dollars off your next order. That's the best part about it, guys. Go to builtbar.com. Once again, use that promo code Locked On. Get the best tasting. Protein bars, courtesy of Built Bar. Once again, using that promo code Locked On. That's Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Proud partners with us here on Locked On Cougars. Let's take a minute here, guys, and talk to you about what I know about Troy. I watched their season opening win over Middle Tennessee State, 47-14 to on Saturday, on the road in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I think anybody who watched Army and uh, Middle Tennessee play earlier this season, kind of getting a, a gauge for what BYU was facing when they faced off against Army, saw how bad MTSU was. And that's kind of, that's. I'm trying to be kind, but Middle Tennessee, that defense is not good at all. Offensively, okay, they've, they've got some weapons. I think uh, their quarterback's okay, but I'm telling you guys, Middle Tennessee is not a true gauge of what BYU is going to face when they face off against Troy. And it's a credit to the Trojans. They went into that game, it was 7-7, and they poured on 40 straight points uh, to break it open and ended up winning 47-14. to Ryan Pugh, that name probably sounds familiar. He's the former BYU offensive line coach. He is now the O-line coach and the offensive coordinator at Troy, and he calls the plays down there. In addition to Chip Lindsley, their head coach, a former high-profile offensive coordinator in the SEC, it's kind of a collaborative effort between the two of them. But Troy in this game put up 496 yards, 31st downs. They were 13 of 19 on third-down conversion attempts. And I'm telling you guys, I don't have a true gauge of what BYU is going to face because Middle Tennessee is just not good. They're they're just awful, atrocious. They have no way to stop people on defense. We saw that against Army. They couldn't get anything right. They had uh, clock management issues as well in that game. And Rick Stock still has got his work cut out for him uh, with MTSU. But BYU is facing off against Troy here. I do think the Trojans have got a pretty good offense. I'll be honest with you. I know that they put up some monster numbers against MTSU, against a pretty... Awful defense, but the fact you put up 500 yards and 31st downs means that you can do some good things. Gunnar Watson, the presumed starting quarterback, when they come to Provo this Saturday, is a redshirt sophomore. He completed 30, 26 of 37 passes for 248 yards and two touchdowns in his first career start. I thought he showed a few uh, things that were impressive. It was his first start. He's going to have a much tougher time against a more stingy BYU defense on Saturday night. I would expect that BYU is going to come after him. The one thing I noticed in this game is that Troy gave up four sacks. So I can guarantee you that BYU is going to be looking to add to that sack total. They had five in that game against Navy. Off to a good start this season after really being punchless in pass rush a year ago. And I'm looking forward to seeing how BYU does in this game. Uh, B.J. Smith, the uh, running back for Troy, averaged 8.1 yards per carry, but I'm telling you, there's little to no resistance from Middle Tennessee State, and my thought is that BYU should be going into this game against Troy thinking, you know what, if we have the same type of effort we put into that Navy game, we should be just fine. I really do feel like this is a night and day difference for uh, Troy when they come to Provo Saturday night. Uh, Middle Tennessee, I just it's so hard to get a gauge on them because they're not good at all, so I think this is a pretty good offense, all things considered, uh, for Troy. But they are not ready, I don't think, for what they're going to face when they come to Provo. Obviously, they're going to come to Provo expecting to uh, spring an upset, really come out west and show what the nation what they can do. But I really do think that they're in for a, a different type of game than they encountered when they got to Murfreesboro on Saturday. Defensively in this game, well, you held the team to 14 points. So that's a tip of the cap to Troy. But this is a team a year ago who was 5-7 in Chip Lindsey's first season as head coach there. And I look forward uh, to seeing how BYU does in this game. I think that this is another one of those games that BYU should go into a- plenty confident. I think if they have bring the same type of energy and motivation that they brought against Navy... I think the Cougars win this one handily. The opening line I saw yesterday was either fifteen and a half or sixteen points, so BYU's already considered to be a heavy favorite in this one. I think Vegas backs up exactly what I saw uh, watching Troy beat Middle Tennessee. I think these are two different teams in two different stratospheres, and that's not to say that Troy's not a good team. They've got plenty of talent. They're a team that you can watch on film and say, you know what, they've got some weapons here. But I really just think that BYU, if they come out and play like they did against Navy, I think this is a pretty handy win for BYU. But one thing to pay attention to is the Sun Belt, the hashtag Fun Belt, F-U-N-B-E-L-T, on social media. This is a conference that sprung three wins over Big 12 teams a week ago. I don't think Troy is the same caliber as the other teams who have won those games against Big 12 teams, but you can guarantee they're trying to strike another one for the Sun Belt when they come to Provo to face off against number 18, BYU. One final note from that game against Middle Tennessee is they had a pretty good defensive outing, speaking of Troy. They had three interceptions, two of them, Terrence Dunlap uh, hauling them in, as well as a safety in that game. But like I said, I'm just kind of sounding like a broken record at this point probably to you guys. I just looked at that game and I came away thinking, you know what, if BYU goes out and plays. like they did early on this season in that win over Navy, this should be a win for the Cougars. Uh, Troy, obviously, they're going to come to Provo thinking, you know what, we got an opportunity to make a name for ourselves, upset a top 20 ranked team. But I really do think that the Cougars, if they go and play their game, they handled their business on their home field in front of their home fans for the first time this fall, I think the Cougars could have a double-digit win uh, in terms of double-digit points. I think it'd be two touchdowns at least closest fit in that spread. We'll see where the number goes this week in Vegas and other sports books around the country. But I just look at this and everything I saw from Troy in that game – I feel like, you know what, they're a decent team. There's no doubt about it. I don't mean to throw any shade at them, but I look at it and I feel like BYU is the better team entering this game. And I know they haven't played in 19 days, speaking of the Cougars, and they have had, what, a week off without organized team activities or I guess what we call full team practices. They've had organized team activities where they've done individual workouts. But I think the Cougars, if they just come out and don't lose sight of what they're trying to do, they should handle this game. I think this is a similar situation we're going to find BYU in all year long, folks, because let's be honest, the schedule this year for BYU, there's not any Power 5 teams on it. A lot of also rands, uh, to be frank, in a lot of G5 conferences, you got uh, programs like UTSA, Texas State, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech's a pretty good team that'll be coming up a week from Friday, but... I really do feel like if BYU plays to the same level they played against Navy all year long and they don't lose sight of what they're trying to do and obviously avoid the injury bug, I know the injury bug's already hit, but avoid further injury, further catastrophic injuries, I guess I should say, I think the Cougars should be in line to win seven, eight, nine games. I really do feel like they have the opportunity to do that. And if you keep winning games, speaking of BYU, getting back to our earlier conversation, you're going to stay ranked. That's a simple formula, folks. You win games, the national media can't ignore you. You start racking up three, four, five, six wins in a row, the national media is going to be like, okay, this BYU team is a little bit better than we thought they were. I know that the Cougars will get discounted for the fact that they haven't played a Power Five team on the schedule as of yet. I know that there's still an opportunity maybe down the road here to add a game or two, but. I think the good news is, is if you want to stay ranked, speaking of BYU, and I know Nate Slack, I probably should give him some, him some credit. He brought up the question to me yesterday about what I thought of BYU staying ranked. So, Nate, thanks for weighing in as always, and thanks for your support of the podcast as always. But I just look at this all the way around. You want to stay ranked if you're BYU handle your business on the field, and then you're good to go. That's honestly the best formula for BYU staying ranked. I know that Big Ten teams entering the national rankings as potentially Pac-12 teams will really make things tough for the Cougars, but let's be honest, by the time the Pac-12 decides what they're going to do, BYU could have three or four wins under their belt, being sitting there at three or four and oh, and I think the national media, if BYU handles their business and looks impressive doing this all the way around, there's no reason to leave the Cougars out of the ranking. So, I think all things considered, BYU's in a pretty advantageous spot. Now it's just a matter of, you know what? Let's avoid distractions, let's avoid injuries, and let's just go win games. To use the old adage from the Raiders, uh, just win, baby. Plain and simple, Al Davis had it right. Just win, baby. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Uh, one note real quick before we go here, guys. If you are looking to advertise with the podcast, and we are happy to have you guys on board with us here on Locked On Cougars, I can tell you this much. Our listening numbers have doubled in the past month. So if you want to get in front of hundreds, nay, thousands of BYU fans each and every day, well, consider advertising with us. Email me at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. love to have you guys on board representing your company, your product, or your service. I can tell you this much. We have thousands of unique listens every month and it gets your product in front of a unique audience because podcast listenership is different than your traditional media listenership. So check it out, guys. If you are interested... Learn more about our rates, what we can do for you guys. Email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to get you guys in contact with our sales team and get you guys on the route to getting podcasting advertising success with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. As some of you guys may know, I call high school football games for Deseret News Rewind each and every Friday night. You can check them out at live.ksl.com or on deseretnews.com. It's live streams of high school football games around the state of Utah, and it gives me a kind of a fun opportunity to watch some of the up and coming talent in the state, as well as guys who've got offers from BYU and even commits uh, from BYU. I wanted to talk about two guys that I had a chance to see on Friday night, this past Friday night. Actually, three guys. We'll talk about three of them. Uh, and it was actually a cool opportunity I had to watch some of the best talent, two of the best offenses I felt like in the state when I got a call the American Fork Skyridge game. This game ended up with a Skyridge 41 tonight. 41 to 9 blowout but I came away impressed with three guys in particular in this game and Obviously, there are guys like Noah Mowiaki for American Fork who are already BYU commits, and Mowiaki did nothing in this game to make me think that he is not going to be an absolute stud at the next level. I could see him playing both sides of the ball for BYU in the class of 2022, but I still think there is plenty of talent uh, there to be developed, and I really do feel like he's got the capability of being just a, a standout, standout player for the Cougars when he ends up playing for BYU. But the guys I wanted to talk about tonight, one is a defensive lineman that I'm not sure how much interest BYU has currently, but I think the Cougars should look at him. And he's a young man by the name of Stone Mulatalo. He plays defensive end slash defensive tackle for uh, Sky Ridge High School. And I'll tell you this much. If BYU wants to find a defensive lineman who could really be an impact guy at the next level, who's probably a little bit overlooked right in their backyard, i check out Mulatalo. He had a pick six in this game where he plucked the ball that was meant to be thrown out to the flat right out of the air and just ran away from the defense. Uh, Was just absolutely stalwart against the run. I really do feel like Stone, if he gets an opportunity, uh, I think he could be an absolute uh, diamond in the rough for BYU down the road here. I don't know, ultimately, like I said, what the interest level from BYU is currently, but I think down the road here, he's a guy to keep an eye on. A guy that BYU has offered in this game on that Skyridge defense is Smith Snowden. Uh, Of course, he is the son of former BYU running back Will Snowden. Smith is an absolute star in the making. He's only a sophomore, so he's still a young buck, but I'm telling you what, he was an absolute stud in that game. He went up against guys uh, like Will Zundel, who's a six foot four athlete at wide receiver, and Fisher Ingersoll, who's truly got just a ton of speed at wide receiver for American Fork. And Smith all night long did not back down from a single challenge, helped really shut down a pretty potent American Fork passing attack. I really came away impressed with this young man he's a member of the class of 2023 but he's already got an offer from byu recently added an offer from utah as well i'll tell you this much there are going to be number of a number of other offers coming his way and i really do think he is a star in the making he's going to be kind of one of the next great defensive backs to come out of the state of utah in the next couple of years one final guy for you guys to keep an eye on he's also another sophomore and that is the quarterback at sky ridge mckay hillstead I'm telling you what, folks, I have seen the next great Utah high school quarterback. And I know that there are guys like Jackson Dart who are playing for Corner Canyon. And Jackson Dart's a legitimate stud. BYU would be lucky to sign a kid like Jackson. I really do think he's got all of the talent to be a star at the next level. But McKay Hillstead, for only being a sophomore, folks, we're looking at the next, I think, four-star quarterback in this state. I mean that sincerely. Maybe he ends up only a three-star, but if I'm BYU, I'd already be, put, be putting feelers out to this young man. He grew up in Springville. If you know the last name, Hillstead, down there on the Springville Red Devils. He is from that family. Uh, his parents moved up to northern Utah County, now plays for Sky Ridge, and only a sophomore. He is leading the uh, Falcons, and they are just dominant. He is a true dual-threat quarterback in every sense of the word. He's got a good arm, really slippery runner. I'm telling you, he could be the next kind of, I think, Zach Wilson type of player to come to BYU if the Cougars decide, you know what, he's the guy that we want to recruit. I think he's got all the talent to be an absolute star at the next level, and I look forward to seeing how his recruitment plays out. But I've had the opportunity to see him play I think, what, have I seen him three times so far this year? And every time I've seen him in person, i just come away more and more impressed with this young man. So three guys I had a chance to watch from Sky Ridge. It's a very good football team. If you have an opportunity on a Friday night to go watch the Falcons play, I would encourage you guys to do that. And that's not to say there's, there aren't plenty of stars with American Fork. Maddox Madsen, as I mentioned, Will Zundel, Fisher Ingersoll. Plenty of talent. Also, Noah Moyaki for the Cavemen. So it was a fun game to watch, but I really came away with Came away very impressed with that trio of stars from uh, Skyridge. And I look forward to seeing how they do the rest of the year. But they're off to an absolutely stellar start at what? 6-0 and now. And it's just crazy to think that they could be on their way to another stellar season up out there in Lehigh. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. We'll have more on tomorrow's show from Kalani Satake as well as his players during their uh, not why I keep saying annual press conference? Their weekly press conference as they get ready for uh, Troy this coming Saturday. We'll have thoughts from Coach Satake about the time off last week for BYU, as well as getting prepared for a tough game that they expect against Troy this coming Saturday. So stay tuned for all of that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Reminder for you guys, make sure to follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow us there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. Always love hearing from you guys, getting your interaction on the show, and feel free to reach out that way or email the show. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 21st, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.